Hello and welcome to the podcast of the damned. I'm your host Ian and joining me, I say as always, welcome back Nico. How did you enjoy your episode off? It was uh, well needed. <laughs> oh, 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 such shots fired in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the podcast. Always, always by me. No, that was, that was fine. Fucking, I, I haven't actually listened to the episode yet, I haven't had time. I've been oh, too busy. You don't. It's like it's like drug dealers. You don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> well, I'm not in that one. That's why I will actually listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, last week, obviously, uh, Nico, you were you were having a wee week a week off of the podcast, and we were me and Candy from the House That Screams podcast was talking about Event Horizon. So please do go check that episode out. But we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. This is episode number 17, and I think it's safe to say we're we're, we're really doing a fan favourite today in terms of horror fandom. It's episode number 17, we're doing 1996 Wes Craven's Scream. You can find us on Twitter at Damned Podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for Podcast of the Damned. Email us, podofthedamned at gmail.com as well. And you can leave us voicemails. Uh, just go to the description of this episode and the link you will find to leaving us voicemails will be in there. So, Nico, what did you, did you, have you watched anything else horror related this week? Uh, no, I haven't had time. I've oh, genuinely been really busy, so it, it's literally just this. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm the same. I've really been struggling. I keep seeing loads of people on social media really raving about uh, the Chucky TV series, but I've just not had time to get around and watching it. Same, and I'm looking forward to it with what's been said on. I know, but what that does mean is we'll get to binge. I know. We'll get to binge, and that's... That's always good. Always, It's always uh, good to binge. Uh, don't forget, though, you can go onto our social medias as well. We are currently running the voting in our year-end horror awards. The first round of votings have been have been taking place. Uh, so go onto our social medias, the links to those. Um, the, the, the polls are all up across our social medias, so go check that out. Cast your votes for the various categories as well. And just before we kick into the episode, just want to say a big thank you because this week we officially broke 1,000 downloads. Cool. That's uh, very, Nico's very excited about that. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> on that yet, so that's quite cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's really cool that we, bro- we broke 1,000 downloads. Um, you know, we haven't really been going for very long. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to us, who's been sharing our social media posts, who's been interacting with us completely. And uh, yeah, just so thank you very much. And hopefully here's to many, many thousands more. Um, but uh, Nico, shall we get into the movie? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. So we are talking about Scream. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'm just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step. 
too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who do you make the rules? The police are always on track, but they watch Palm Night and save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. This movie was released in 1996, was directed by Wes Craven. I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you heard of Wes Craven? Is uh, it Craven? Is it Craven? I, I think he's... It's something to do with a crow, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> and stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. Is it Never Neve? <laughs> For fuck's sake, we're not doing this all the way through. What? <laughs> <laughs> Neve Campbell. Do you say Neve? Because some people say Nev. Yeah, because they're wrong. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, the IMDb <laughs> plot. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorised by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Now, you know, you know how I normally read out the taglines? There's, yep. uh, usually there's like one or two, right? Uh, For this film, there's 12. <laughs> Really? So would you like me to just go through them all? Well, I'm trying to remember what the taglines were, because like, when they were building this for the cinema, you were thinking that the star wasn't the star of the movie. Yes, and we will get into that when we're, we're, we're talking about the... Uh... We're talking about the film specifically. We'll break down that opening scene, I think. Uh, but here's some of the taglines. So, first one up was just uh, a new thriller from Wes Craven. Oh, shite. Yeah. Someone is playing a deadly game. Someone who has seen way too many scary movies. That's pretty shit, too. Uh, there any good ones? <laughs> He's taken his love of fear one step too far. As I said, is there any good ones? Solving this mystery is going to be murder. Oh. That Don't... was just a dad joke. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> baby. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to escape. That just sounds like good instructions. <laughs> Make your last breath count. Well, duh. <laughs> From the first name in suspense comes the last word in fear. What's the last word in fear? Fear. <laughs> Uh, don't answer the door, don't leave the house, don't answer the phone, in, in this order. Uh, but most of all, don't scream. Why? Why no screaming? It's not like, it's not like he kills you because you scream. And finally, now everybody is a victim and everybody is a suspect. Oh dear God. 
They didn't like, do... Uh, there's zero good ones in that. Yeah, they really, really didn't do a good job with the dark lines for this film. Um, so... You, you'll know as well, Nico, from, from talking to people who love horror films and that, that Scream is probably widely considered to be up there with, like, the greats. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Do you think it deserves to be right up there at the top? Like, amongst the Elm Streets and the, and the Halloweens and the Friday the 13th and all those other, like, really iconic slashers? Yes or no. Okay. Now, I, I say that because... I was going to the cinema constantly at this time when this movie came out. I was couldn't wait to see this movie because I was a big Drew Barrymore fan, and it was totally billed like she was the main and everything. There was not a lot of good horror movies about. I think the only other good one that year was From Dust Till Dawn, if I remember rightly. You are a fan of From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. So like everything else was pretty much shit that was coming out. Like honestly, it was. It was absolutely rubbish. I can't remember if there was anything else off the top of my head, but I remember from Dust Till Dawn was round about then. It was quite close to it. Well, that's the thing. And... Sorry. No, no, carry on. Well, that's the thing I'm saying say there, because, um, you know, people, you see this all the time on social media, especially people saying, oh, that the 90s was a really shit year for horror. And they essentially credit Scream as being sort of the horror movie that revitalized the entire genre. Yeah, and I, I would have to agree with him because, honestly, there was just shite. Like, I remember one of the things I was looking forward to that was around about the same time was Tremors 2. I'm like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. That absolutely gosh. <laughs> and it was like, it seemed to be a lot of sequels that were just awful. Because it went down to, a lot of the horror then was just like, we're going to rehash something that's been out before and we're going to do it as cheaply as possible so we can just get out there and done. And it was quite crap, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I think, you know, you know, if you're looking across an entire decade, of course, there are going to be really great films in there because it's a whole yeah. decade, you know. So, like, you know, you had things like... Um, Candyman came out in the 90s, you had Silence of the Lambs, there was Child's Play movies, um, People Under the Stairs, Arachnophobia, like there's a, like you could just go down the list, right, and there's a whole host of really awesome fucking horror movies that came out in the 90s, but I think it was, I don't think necessarily, because I, I, personally I don't really think it was that shit a decade, like people really shit on the 90s, I think it's more people were expecting or because the, the 80s was such a golden period that the, the, the movies started to sort of transition away from that very 80s feel. Because styles changed and styles update and that happens every single decade. And uh, I think people were still it, wanting that 80s aesthetic, weren't they? Aye, but that's the thing, right? The, in the 90s, there was a lot of 80s knockoffs coming off, is the easy way of putting it. It was, it was genuinely, they'd seen it done in the 80s, they were like, oh, we're going to do it like that, but it, they were fucking gosh like they were really there were some absolute horrible ones like i remember there was like a hellraiser that was just absolutely fucking awful that was i mean that could be then. any but, hellraiser after the th second one let's be real <laughs> yeah but i can't remember which one it was it was like one of the worst ones anyway yeah and, and like that was uh, like i quite liked the hellraiser ones and that was one of the ones that was just absolutely awful probably then, you know? deader 
Because uh, that's I genuinely kind of mind. Like honestly, the the movies I remember around about this is, I think it was from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, I think Frighteners was around about then. That's about it. Frighteners is good. <laughs> uh, but I, that's what I mean. That's the only ones I can think of around about then. Well, let me let me have a quick look and see what came out in 1996. Um, uh, just so, just for my own sort of satisfaction so let me just quickly bring up that wikipedia page so here's 1996 oh 1996 was not a good year (laughs) uh i'm just trying to think so what was coming out that year just main sort of uh things that people will know you had children of the corn Four, the gathering uh this is what i mean i guarantee it'll just be all sequels or knockoffs you had the craft the Craft was in, was it? The Craft was 96, which is also Nev Campbell. Uh, um, I thought it was early. No. Uh, the Frighteners, as you said, from Dust Till Dawn, as you said. It was Hellraiser Bloodline. Oh, that was awful. Like, <laughs> uh, Scream. You had Thinner out that year. You know, so, and then you had Tremors 2. And that was kind of it. From the year before, so I want to just see what, like, if there was a sort of... So from the year before, you had Candyman 2, which isn't great. You had Children of the Corn 3. Um, yeah. So it it came out... This is the thing, this is what... Oh, you had Halloween I mean, 6. Well, th- this is the thing, right? <laughs> this came out... And this came out when there was a crop of shit ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of movies can look better... When they're surrounded by absolute gosh. Now, well, that's the thing, isn't I'm it? I'm not taking it away from Scream. Scream is good, and it is up there because of the way they did it. They revitalized the whole thing. It was just like I remember being in that cinema with a fucking cheesy grin on my face when fucking Drew Barrymore died because I'm like, this has just changed. Like instantly, you you you're watching something special. See, the thing and is. Then, I, I like I agree with you and we'll, and we'll we'll break down that sort of opening scene in, in a couple of minutes um I think scream is over fondly remembered I don't think it's as good as people claim it to be I think it's a good film I like it I really enjoy it I'm gonna give it a good rating today um but you know there are people out there who say that this is like the greatest thing since sliced bread and it, it's not yeah. Um, and I think, I think I think it has a lot to do with what you're saying there in terms of you know at the time you know it was surrounded by a lot of let's just say not great films and yeah. all of the and that sort of factors combined and it de- it definitely did revitalize the genre and bring forward this sort of new generation of of horror movies so again it has to be credited with that but you know that doesn't mean that it's immune from from criticism. Uh. So, um, like, it was the first one I ever seen that had done something that way. They'd just taken in such a big star. Like at the time, there was nobody bigger in that movie. Like you, you look at it now, and you're like Courtney Cox is big. Well, I mean, it was nice. Six. That was the what the peak of Friends really was going on at that time. But it was just TV, and back then there was a massive difference between a TV star and a movie star. Oh yeah, Don't definitely. Get me wrong. The money and everything was different, but. Your movie stars were in a separate box. Oh, TV absolutely. They were on by the end. But, Weren't they making like a million dollars an episode each? Something like that, yeah. It was something so, crazy. So, but this is what I mean by it. it. 
this sort of like broke a lot of those things that you'd you'd get now if you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it killed off the biggest star straight away it brought in tv stars to play the main characters which a lot of folk weren't doing in movies don't get me wrong it's been done over the years bruce willis transitioned but normally it was folk transitioning not going back and forth mm -hmm. this had stars going back and forth they were still doing tv they were just you know when you saw them in clips coming up to this movie and when you were hearing they were in it you're like oh she's playing a news reporter she's gonna have a five minute fucking bit in it you know what i mean that's what you were thinking with this mm -hmm. so it it totally the marketing behind this made this movie better and it's hard to explain that to folk that because nowadays you wouldn't have seen the marketing for it you would have just seen the movie straight away well let, let's talk about that opening scene because you're absolutely right the whole sort of premise around this movie and we were sort of just led to believe going into it that that uh, Drew Barrymore was going to be our main character. She was going to be our, our sort of final girl, if you will. If you will. Now, yeah. when when you first saw this movie and you seen her, because that like I'm not going to go over the story again. This is obviously for those who have, are familiar with that, with us, they'll know that Scream is the first horror movie that I ever saw. Um, but obviously, you know, you're you've you've got a few years on me, Nico. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so you're 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 you were a little bit older when you would have seen this that compared to when I would have seen this. So when you saw Drew Barrymore in that opening scene, knowing what you know about horror movies, did you did did, did that strike you as odd? See, this is what I mean by it, right. I was there opening night, in, I think it was Odeon at the time, or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah. And uh basically like it was dead silence i mean absolute like you could have heard a bit of popcorn fall on the floor right it was just pure silence the moment she died mm -hmm. because everything every come attraction every single thing marketing the first name on the poster and everything was drew barrymore as the star in this and she's dead now the thing is you had had films where it flashed back and it was building up to her dying. We'd be doing that, you know? Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, it's the way to go uh, six months earlier or five days earlier or whatever. And yeah. when it didn't and just jumped to the next scene, you could hear gasps. You could genuinely hear folk in shock. And I had that ear, genuinely, I had an ear to ear grin. I'm like, they've just changed the game because this is something special. And it was for the time because it did all these separate things. And that's why people say it's one of the better movies because it changed the way that they do them. Oh, yeah, listen, like I said to you, like, obviously, I know I wasn't like the most complimentary there about it, but that you're absolutely right. This did change the game. And that's this, uh, you know, Scream, therefore, I think for me, I think when people say, you know, this is the best movie what i think they should be i mean obviously if people think scream is their favorite movie then they're absolutely entitled to that opinion but what i think it should be is that it's one of the most important movies yeah because this is a this movie is so important to just because like if you think about it over the past sort of five six years i think we've had five six seven years of just fucking great horror films like, yeah. like you know i'll just listed like a couple of years worth of horror films there and that was the best of those years um, but, you know, if you go over the past five, six, seven years, there's just banger after banger after banger every single year. Obviously, there's the shit ones in there as well, but 
you know, the list of the great films are so much better. And you're right, I think Scream partly helped sort of facilitate that because it really brought horror back into something that, not necessarily valuable, because we all know that horror movies make money, but it's just so, like a really, it almost validated horror again in the 90s. Yeah, and the the thing with it as well is because it had changed so much stuff all in one movie, like there's so many stuff when I was in a cinema, folk were just like, like it was one of the quietest movies I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? Because you know in cinemas, you sometimes get the dickhead in the corner that's yapping away, you get the folk that whoop along, you get all this fucking shit, and it, it can be annoying sometimes. It's It's one of the films where you could hear folk glued to the screen because it was dead silence. You barely heard somebody eat popcorn. It was just, you were just wondering what was going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, can I just... all the way through. Yeah, uh, just to pick up on their cinema point there, that opening scene in Scream 2 is like my idea of hell. Like, if I go in and a, a cinema sh- uh, screen is like that, I'm just walking straight back out. <laughs> you get a lot of that in the States, like, yeah. to be honest. Um. But before we like, really break down this scene, what do you think of the sequels? Because there's like I'm really not a fan of the sequels. Like that's that's where my tolerance for this franchise ends. Because I just think the sequels are trash, to be honest with you. The sequels get worse and worse and worse with each one. Are you it's excited so about? Th- are you excited about next year's movie? Or, I mean, I I'm not excited about it. I will go and see it, but I am not excited about it. See, I'm going to see it because I know it sounds bad, but everyone's saying that, like, they're going to have to pull some out of the bag because the first one was so influential. If they're revamping it, they're going to have to do something extra special. Do you think they're going to kill any of them? See, I think they're going to kill all of them, eh? You say that, but they... They they could have done that with Scream 4 because that was so long... You know, that was a while after the other three and everyone came back for that. Like... I think this is going to be an absolute fucking shocker and all three are going to die within the first couple of minutes. You really? You think they're going to... Oh, you think they're going to repeat this movie? You think they're going to repeat the original and kill off the main characters at the beginning? That would actually be quite smart, actually. Exactly. I think think it's going to be like a continuation where they kill them off at the start, basically. Oh, I like that idea. I really like that idea. That might get... That might really get me on board, to be honest. I'm hoping they do something like that. I might be wrong, like, but you you know how you always had the final girl that came back, like, perfect example, Jamie Lee Curtis is back and she's fucking kicking ass and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, instead I do that, do the exact opposite. The final girl comes back and dies within seconds. So you've got your ass kicker fucking well, gone and this fucker's going to get you, everyone. You did, uh, they did do that in Halloween Resurrection, remember? <laughs> and, yeah. and look how that turned out. <laughs> I don't just don't, I don't think Buster Rhymes is in this film, though. Yeah, that's probably what fucking helped with that winner. <laughs> Not. Um, anyways. Kick the one thing about this opening scene as well is it's a genuinely fucking terrifying scene. For me, it's the scariest scene in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's genuinely, like, terrifying. Just the, the thought... Because I think I've said this before, like, one of the few sort of horror genres that still sort of gets me, like, you know, gets, like, the hair standing Open up in your neck... Is home invasion you know those are the sort yeah. of films that still kind of get me a little bit 
and this opening scene is like a younger person on like we've all been in that situation where like when we were young living with our folks and they were out somewhere and you're at home alone and you hear like random noises and you're fucking shitting yourself um and then you've got the call the voice just the whole sort of tone of this um opening scene it's so scary I have a funny thing about like I I was home alone right that basically I was staying with a guy called Willie and he was <laughs> like, <laughs> is that is that what you called it when you were a kid was it we we were both DJs and he was like I come on move in with me right so fucking moved out with my mother moved in with Willie he went away for I can't remember if he went away for a gig or something like that so I thought it'd be funny to watch Scream right? how old were you. I was, what, 22-ish, 23-ish, something like that. I I was early 20s, anyway. And, uh, (laughs) fucking, like, you know I've always had animals, but this place didn't let you have animals. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any pets or anything. And we were the top floor flat in a six block. (laughs) So I've got everything ready to watch Scream, because I don't eat popcorn, so I've got heaps of Skittles and stuff like that. I've got munchies galore. I'm planning on having a horror night just for me, just to remember how good this was. And I thought, Scream, Home Alone, let's fucking watch it. And I heard a meow. And you could have fucking peeled me off the fucking roof. (laughs) I am not joking. Outside my door was a fucking black cat just sitting there. And I'm like, how the fuck did this even get in the building? And then the fucker run into the house. So I spent like an hour trying to get this fucker out, then sat down to watch the movie, and I'm not joking, I was still fucking like, every single noise in that movie made me shit myself after that. I don't know why. I'm, I'm like, I kept a loop for this cat again. I'm like, it's one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. Yeah, that's a little bizarre. <laughs> yeah, Just... it, was, it was very, but it totally creeped me out, and it always fucking stuck with it ever since, you know what I mean? Oh, that is, that's pretty weird. Yeah, huh? and it was a, like, proper black cat it looked quite young as well and me like a twat just shushed it out i didn't even look at it the call or anything like i was just like fucking oh i'll be fine um so yeah that's these that's the opening scene of this film obviously there's there's a lot more um i remember like like as i said this was the first film i ever saw like horror film and as like a six or seven year old whoever i was at the time i was six um this scared the fucking shit out of me like i was terrified um yeah. But I was also six. So, we're going on to, like, the rest of the film, because obviously, you know, there's, there's certain attributes to this film, and one of the ones is like, uh, is how meta this film is. Had, had you seen anything kind of like that before? Not at all. And the, the thing is, the other thing about it was, it's more than one killer as well. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really a lot of horror movies where it was more than one killer. It was normally just one bad guy, one monster, one whatever, you know? Yeah. But that's and just another reason it, why this film did kind of change the game a little bit. Yeah. Like, the sequels didn't really do something like that again. They just had one killer in the sequels. It, they, like... No, there was there was two killers in the, the, the second movie. Was there? Yeah, because it was the oh, I can't remember the guys. It was the it was Timothy Oliphant and it was Billy's mum. Oh, I forgot about Billy's mum. And then the, the fourth one had two as well, didn't it? I thought it was just one in both of them. 
See, that's how shit the fucking sequels are. You can tell I've watched them, <laughs> watched them that much. But yeah, the, this one was... Yeah. Like, this one, I I liked everything about it, and it nearly didn't happen as well. They were trying to make him reshoot it like a traditional horror movie again. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, I think... Like, like you say again, it's just another one of those things that makes that makes this movie kind of special. Is the fact that you know you had the two killers. We've talked about the opening scene. This was a really meta film. You know, it was so self-referential. You know, the fact that they're sort of sitting there watching you know Halloween during that big sort of party sequence, and they're going through the rules of a horror movie and things like that. And that's that 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 kind of popularized sort of the horror movie rules as well, didn't it? Because you know, how many times have we reviewed a horror movie now where you're like, they're, they're tropes now, aren't they? They're cliche, the things that they were talking about. Yeah. And the thing is, this highlights all of those tropes as well. Like, the bit where he's like, I'll be right back. Like, Scary Movie parodied this so much right. because it was so big. I'm glad, I'm glad you've brought Scary Movie up because a couple of the people who were writing into us were bringing up Scary Movie as well. And as I think, right, one of the reasons why Scream no longer kind of holds, in my opinion anyway, like that moniker of being a really, really great film, despite, you know, I absolutely acknowledge how important it is. I think part of that is to do with Scary Movie. Yeah, because I think Scary Movie kind of spoiled Scream. If you get if you get what I'm trying to say, aye. Because there's sometimes that I watch Scary Movie and I'm expecting something to happen, and I'm like, oh no, wait, that was Scream. <laughs> See, yeah, because like there there is a lot of it where you you remember Buck, and yeah, like the, the bit that I always remember the most from Scary Movie is the fucking cum shot bit. Oh, of course, that would be the movie. bit you remember. It's all about the, it's, it's all about the cum with you, Nico. It, it was so funny. <laughs> no, it was just like, like, like you're like. Oh, that's a, that's the promo clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the jizz, right? No, uh, it's just so long, <laughs> but so still right. Oh. You are going to use that as the promo clip as well. I don't oh, like. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like you don't. It's like you don't even know me. <laughs> um so yeah like that's we've talked about all that but like there's there's so much more to talk about with this film as well like you think about we've we've just been talking about this film for half an hour and we've really only talked about the opening the opening scene and me getting scared by a cat um and you getting scared by a cat and loving cum um yeah so obviously we've talked about them being two killers right but how did you feel about the sort of twist that the two killers were billy and Stu? See, this is the thing. For some reason, it was just pointed at Billy so much, and you knew it was going to be him. So that wasn't. But the stew was. But they were. But do you think they were? They were leaning into that, being like, "It's too obvious to be him." Aye. But then, because they were leaning at it, like a lot of them back then, they're like, "Oh, we're leaning it too obvious to be him to just be a twist, and it is him." Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of movies doing that roundabout then, mm-hmm. especially sequels and stuff like that. But then. You were just like, you didn't care, you know. So, but having the second killer and it's that guy that's the absolute twat, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, because I'm not being a dick. He is the dickhead in the group. You know what I mean? 
Well, like, Matthew Lillard the, is... Well, the only way they could have made it better is if they did the scary movie one where it was Dewey. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> like... So David Arquette was too busy planning on winning his WCW title. <laughs> I know that I know that came like what four years later. <laughs> the death of WCW. Um Matthew Lillard is a fucking treasure in this film. Oh, he's, don't get me wrong, he's a brilliant actor. I love him so in fucking a lot good. of things he's done. But the thing is you don't expect it to be him because he is the like you've got the comedy relief in it and then you've got the side comedy relief in case that didn't work and you just see him as the secondary comedy character you know what i mean Uh, yeah like he, he, he kind of it's weird because he's obviously going out with rose mcgowan's character right but yeah he always feels like he's just third wheeling yeah, because you can blatantly tell he's just wanting to shag Billy. <laughs> there is a lot of sort of homoeroticism here towards the end. No, and that's why they take the piss about it in, well, scary movie again. They take the piss about them being gay, because there's a lot of that in this. They do come across as like a couple, mm-hmm. like especially the bit when they're stabbing each other. That is just a bit. Well, it's 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 a metaphor for penetration. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> can't talk about knobs. We'll talk about cum, but we won't talk about knobs. <laughs> but, but yeah, thing, going like, back to Matthew, Randy's the one that always does all the like, all the rules and everything. Mm-hmm. So he's quite funny with the stuff that. Well, Randy's Randy's kind of the the popular character with horror fans. You know, you you know, if you talk to anyone about Scream Two, one of the reasons they say they hate Scream Two is because they killed Randy. Yeah. Um, do you get that? Is Randy like one of your favorite characters? I don't really get that. Yeah, because like, like I was into horror when horror wasn't cool. Because when this came out, horror was not cool. Horror's cool. Like fucking. You know what I mean, so like, you didn't have a big audience for horror fans back then, as much as what you do now. And Randy is you on screen as a horror fan from when I used to watch stuff. He knows all the rules, he knows not to be stupid, he knows all that shit. He wasn't my favourite character, but I know why people like him so much. Do you think now, in 2021, let's just say someone... Like, the younger generation, the generation that's coming up now, someone's not seen Scream before. If you were to show them it now, would it have the same impact on them as it did when you first saw it? Not at all, because there's so many other genres and other genres of film that have stole stuff from it that they've seen that and they would just think, on. You you would get that look on their face. like It's like when you show somebody the original Star Wars and, like, on. There's so much better stuff out there, and, like, no, <laughs> and then one you, that's the best. and then you bitch slap them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it, so, but like, whenever something makes something good, there'll always be something that comes afterwards that the younger generation see as better. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And and again, it's that thing, you know, certain movies walk so that others can run and. You know, this this to me very much feels like one of those kind of movies, doesn't it? Yeah. So, 
obviously we talked about that because there's a couple for me like relatively creepy scenes one of the other scenes that kind of got me when i was watching it sort of growing up was the scene in the bathroom you know when she's in the school bathroom yeah, where the um, feet just come and down. The feet just and then... come down. That freaked the shit out of me when I was watching this when I was like, before I was a teenager. Well, because you were still a kid, you were still at school, and yeah. you're like, shit, that could happen to me. Listen, I, 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 but I had to go, when I went into toilets, I had to like try and check the cubicles. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't use the toilet if there was a cubicle that was locked. At the cinema, there was a guy doing that when I was in the toilet. Oh, well, he could go, I would, I, roundhouse kicked him in the throat no no i mean he was checking the stuff oh i thought you meant he was being a creepy cunt and was just like locking himself in. like straight straight after this movie i swear to god i'm standing there having a piss and you know how busy those toilets are straight after mm-hmm. a movie especially especially when it's like up and the boy looked under all the stalls and then he's like ah and i'm like Nah, Connor. And my mate who was standing next to having a fist with, he's just checked that because of the movie. And I'm like, nah. And it wasn't until we were leaving afterwards, like, you probably did actually. That's fucking mental. So, um, (laughs) that's funny. So, one of the things, one of the things I think that this film doesn't generally get talked about too much is it's, it's, it's pretty gory. Yeah. And I don't think that really gets talked about that much. Like, I love Rose's death. Rose, like, she could have, like, she could have fit through that cat flap. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Well, maybe not her tits, but <laughs> just, just, like, just the nipples. <laughs> I, she has constant stiff nips in this movie. If you notice, some, some people have, some people have that. Yeah, well, some people. She maybe like, has that. If you, if you are, so, if you're listening to this and you're someone who just lives with permanently stiff nipples, let us know what it's like. Yeah. Like, That's the listener what? question of the week. <laughs> <laughs> do you know anyone with permanent stiffness? Like I've got an inverted one, so don't think you're weird. You're weird. Not well, it's not that weird. That <laughs> Anyways, like, what was I talking anyway, about? I forgot. <laughs> like how gory it is. Yeah, well, so like, like you're... in the opening scene alone, how gory it is. Like when they cut the boyfriend's stomach and basically. He's disemboweled, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they're killing Drew Barrymore as well, that she, fucking she gets it. She gets it, and you can hear. Like I know you don't like it happens off screen. You see the aftermath of it, but like you can hear her like dying down the phone, and it's that yeah. in itself is is pretty grisly. Yeah, um, and it's like the, the good old cutting lettuce, as they call it, the stabbing the lettuce and stuff. Yeah, and uh, like you say, you have got Rose's death as well. You've got the scenes where Billy and Stu are stabbing each other and they're just absolutely covered in blood. And it's just, for me, like, in terms of slashers, because we've obviously, like, already covered Halloween, and it's just it's just the complete opposite to that, because Halloween still has really brutal scenes but has virtually no blood, whereas here they've gone, they've gone like, OTT with a lot of blood, and it's, it's great both ways. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to lie. When I was watching this, I definitely did think David Arquette was the killer. Was that, was that who you had your money on? Yeah. Well, I, I genuinely, when, when I was watching this for the first time, I thought he was the killer because I thought this is going so far out of the box and so far changing the script that he's the killer. And I, I'm not going to deny it. I was a little bit upset when he wasn't. You were upset. Why was you upset? <laughs> So I was like, I, I used to think I was a smart arse, and this was like fucking, like, 
the best. Like I saw this movie about three times in a cinema because it had changed it so much. Fair enough. Um... And I genuinely thought this was like the best thing at the time. And you know how much I love From Dust Till Dawn. I thought that was amazing as well. Two films in one, the way that it is, because you can just cut that straight in the middle, and it would be two separate movies. <laughs> it's just you just like fantasy booking your films now. No, it was, it was just because I remember that time. It was just it went from being absolute shit stuff to do with horror to two of the better ones that had come along in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, again, like as we say, this is the sort of the gateway into horror movies sort of being back in the mainstream again wasn't it so you know yeah if you're going to pick two films then screaming from dust till dawn are pretty good ways to go so um so we're talking about some of the actors here how do you feel about the sort of overall quality of acting in this film because i think it's pretty low to be honest (laughs) it is now but for what they were doing it was actually fucking exceptional at the time like, this honestly, like, Matthew, like, we've already talked about Matthew Lillard. He's fucking chewing the scenery, and I, I'm yeah. living for it. Like, it's perfect. I don't think Nev Campbell's that good an actress, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, the one that surprised me in this was Courtney Cox. I'm not going to deny it, because mm-hmm. in this, Courtney Cox, most of the scenes she's in, she's really, really good. You know what it is? Like, it- Nev Campbell, to me, I know you're talking about Courtney Cox, sorry, but just thought just popped into my head. Nev Campbell, to me, she always looks like she's trying to squeeze out a fart. Yes. <laughs> you know, she's got that, like, that, that... she closes her eyes, but not all the way, and it looks like she's straining. Yeah. And, the, like, it's not smell the fart octave of her, it's squeeze the fart octave of her. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, you were saying about Courtney nice Cox. Nice friends reference there, by the way. There you go. Uh, fucking, yeah. So, Courtney Cox and this was the one that surprised me, because, as I said, the... This was a time when you had your film stars, you had your TV stars. So your top villain in this is technically Courtney Cox and Neve Campbell, who were both TV stars at the time. Mm-hmm. And you've got one on that scale, which is, yeah, she was all right, but she wasn't exceptional. And you've got one who I think was doing a better job than everyone thought she would, and that's Courtney Cox. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Courtney Cox definitely, like like we obviously talked about, she was absolutely in the peak of Friends in 1996. Like, when did that air, like debut? Is that or, like right at the start of the 90s? Uh, what Friends? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm just going to look up. It, it wasn't 94. long before that. It was 94. Yeah, so so no. you're talking. A couple of years. So she done two seasons. So they'd done two seasons by this point. So they were going either just finishing season two or going into season three. So Friends was really starting to pick up steam at this yeah. point. So we'd have probably just got it over here. Yeah. Because we normally got it the year later. Yeah, but that, that you know that and it it I, I you know what it would have been weird to have this sort of big blockbuster movie coming out and one of the biggest sort of sitcom stars at the time because i mean what what british sitcoms were coming out in 94 only fools and horses can you imagine uh david jason just popping up and scream but that's the thing do you get folk that david jason did a touch of frost and he was amazing in that you know oh yeah no no, no. i'm not saying he wasn't great but you know what you know what i'm sort of trying to get at here oh no no but what i'm meaning by that is you'll often find that the folk that are in the comedies and Courtney Cox wasn't one of the biggest comedies at the time. 
you, you often find that they can do serious so well it's unbelievable i think what you find is i think comedy is is underrated i think comedy comedy is probably one of the toughest things to do in terms Comedy's of all about timing it's all about timing you, you know it's all about you have to get everything spot on for people to find you funny if there's one thing little thing that's off that can that can derail an entire show movie skit whatever you know what i'm saying Ah, so like, I think you, you look at all the comedy actors that have went serious and they've won shit because they went serious. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even that. The people, comedy actors, that have won shit for just being good comedy actors. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, like yeah. I, you know what? One of the big things for me is like, and one of the people that I sort of look at when I think of this is Steve Carell. Yeah. Because you know, for me, he was in a lot of shit comedies, things like oh, Evan yeah. Almighty and things like that. Um, I know he did Forty Year Old Virgin, which is is pretty funny. Um, but then he gets the, the Office, and that's just sensational. I'm in the middle of a rewatch of the Office, so. <laughs> but you know, but you know what I'm sort of trying to get at here because it's just it's such a difficult thing to achieve is that oh, sort of comedy perfection. But that that's what I mean. This is like she went into. They used to class TV as acting and they used to class movies as serious acting is the easiest way of putting it. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that they used to talk about it. That's the way you used to interview folk. You used to always have, didn't matter how big the TV star was, you could have had Courtney Cox there. She would be second to say somebody that was a B-list movie star mm -hmm. in your list of folk that were in your interviews because movies were always ranked above, if you know yeah. what I mean. So her going into this and instantly fucking it being a hit and exploding like this movie fucking exploded like well she like, she had also been like she wanted this role because she wanted to do something that was really opposite from like her nice girl character on friends yeah and she plays an absolute cunt in this she does but but the, but it's the, it's that sort of like anti-hero isn't she yeah um which i actually think she does she does really really well <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I've a couple more questions for you, Nico, about this, and then we'll, we'll move on. So we we talked about Ghostface, and obviously, I think this is a really difficult question to ask. I think one of the people who wrote in also brought this up. But you know, when you're talking about Michael or Jason or Freddy, right? They're a person. Yeah. But when you're talking about Ghostface, Ghostface isn't a person. It's, yeah, it's different people. It's time. different people. It's a costume. So I always find this like a really tricky sort of question to answer when I think about it. But where where does Ghostface rank for you in terms of slasher villains? See, it's the idea of it could be anyone. That's more terrifying than it actually being Jason or Michael or Freddy, if you think about it. You could be standing next to Ghostface and you don't know it. You could be uh, recording a podcast with them right now, Nico. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest, out of the two of us, who do you say is going to be the killer? Oh, me. Oh, come on. I'm a much grumpier bastard than you are. <laughs> yeah, but I like to go off the chain when I go for it. <laughs> oh, watch out, listeners. Nico's about. And yeah. he loves the cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be your caption so um <laughs> but that's gonna be the caption for this episode so so are you saying you would rank just moving on are you saying you would rank ghostface above all those three 
No, I'm not saying you've got to be in the conversation, but it's it's the every man thing, is it? Yeah, it's no, like... I th- that's that's perfectly valid. I mean, for me, Ghostface isn't isn't up there, but you're absolutely right. Like, it's definitely one of those things that sort of needs to be thought about. Like, it could be anyone. That whole sort of who is it um, kind of thing is definitely definitely something like that. Freddy uh, gets you in your dreams, you know. This cunt, it's your friend. Kills your friends, is your friends, pumps your friends, like, just the whole shebang. Like, Ghostface has been everything from her cousin to her boyfriend to her manager to you name it. Her brother. Yeah. Her dad, dog, sister's deed, you know. (laughs) In in the new Scream, it's it's actually the dog. Yeah. Could you imagine that? It's, a, it's a black cat that just comes to your door. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, last question that I have: What would you, what? Because obviously we've been very complimentary about the film. But what are some of the things, or if there's any that you you don't like or think could be improved? Because I think we're both in agreement that this isn't a perfect film. We obviously oh, no. credit how important it is. But what what's some of the things that maybe you don't like as much? The acting is quite mediocre for a lot of movies, but you've got to realise as well, for the time, it was some of the best acting you could get in horror movies, and that's fucking scary. I think you're right. I think, let's let's be real again, this is 25 years ago, so, you know, <clears throat> the, the styles have changed, and yeah. I don't think everything in Scream has aged fantastically. No. You know... Anyways, like, sorry. I'm, I'm sure they used somebody else to be ghost-faced as well, did they not? Oh, well, I'll get into that in the trivia. Because, okay. Because I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I re- no, I was just, I'm trying to remember interviews, because this exploded, and there was so much interviews and so much fucking stuff coming out about it. Like, I remember one of the cast let it slip that they wanted to send it back and reshoot everything because they thought this would be a failure because of the way that they killed off Drew at the start. They wanted her to be the main character and stuff, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think when they got Nev Campbell on board, I don't think like she was was she fully aware of that she was the main character. Well, the way she acts, it you wouldn't think that. <laughs> oh, shots fired again, Nico! You're in a sassy mood today. Yes, I am, darling. <laughs> uh, is there anything else about Scream then that you want to talk about or bring up? A I... I'm trying to think. Like, what's your favourite death in it, by the way? Ooh. Um, I think I would probably, just for the sheer ludicrousy of it, would have to go with, with Tatum. Aye. It's, 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 it's like... You know, no, you know what? No, no, I'm not going to go that. I'm going to go with Drew Barrymore. See, just... no, I've got to go for Rose. Because it's just the way her head gets crushed in the thing. Because she's, like... Don't get me wrong, she's about halfway out of that thing. Her head would miss that, but it would break her neck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it crushes her face, you're like, oh, fuck it. No, you know? I, I, I love the whole, can I be your victim and all that stuff. It's just like when she thinks it's her boyfriend. And it, the worst thing is, it probably fucking was. Yeah. Yeah, right. well, that's that's a good question, actually. Do you think it was Billy or Stu? Like, who killed who? Like, yeah. So, like, this is the thing, right? They go on about they both killed the mother, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was Billy. You think Billy killed the right? mum? Yeah. Okay. 
I think Billy killed Drew. I think Stu killed Tatum. Okay. And what else? What's the other ones? I've forgotten who else dies. I just watched this yesterday. <laughs> oh, well, you know who we haven't talked about? Who? A. <laughs> oh yeah, the principal dies as well. The Fonz yeah. is in this film. Yeah, uncredited. He He's not credited too. because they didn't want his name his name recognition to detract from the lesser known actors in this movie. Really? Yeah. If you go through the credits, he's not credited in this film. Okay. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, he pops up. You notice the uh, leather jacket that's in his cupboard as well. Yeah, I did notice that. Um, the cameos as well. Like, there wasn't that many movies that did cameos like this one did. Well, you were, you have Wes Craven in this film. Yeah. Which I love, actually. That's such a good cameo. <laughs> That little moment yeah. where he's dressed as Freddy Krueger. But that's not my favourite cameo. What's your favourite? Who do you think? What's your favourite? Like, oh, well, is it been... is is it Linda Blair? Well, that reporter does look a bit possessed. Hey, there you go. Yes, Linda Blair popping up as one of the reporters, and that that, that all that just adds though to the the meta-ness of this movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Because that's the that's the reason they're in there. You know, Linda Blair's oh. not in there just because that's the only sort of roles that she could get. She's in there because they yeah. want to make, you know, like an Exorcist reference here. Exactly. Referencing other horror films. Um, but yeah, no, going back to your original question. They I'd got have to go... a real TV reporter, by the way, in what? it as well. They got a real TV reporter in it as well, and that didn't normally happen. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um but yeah, uh, Drew Barrymore's death has to be my like everything we said about it in the in the beginning of the episode. You know how terrifying it was, how unexpected, how sort of game changing it was, and then just how brutal it was as well. I think all those yeah. things combined, that has to be my best. Yeah. Um. Anything else before we move on? A uh, not off the top of my head. Okay, let's move on to our next segment, then, which is the trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. We'll start off with the finances. As per usual, this movie had a budget of $14 million. That's that's a pretty decent budget when you think there's no effects in this movie other than, you know, the blood and guts. Yeah. $40 million seems like quite a big budget, right? But I'm expecting this to have made a lot of money. So this grossed worldwide in its initial run $173 million. Yeah. Uh, so this made bank. And it'll have only gone on to make more and more and more and more and more as the years have gone on. Yeah. Um, so huge, huge profits there. So no wonder we're now awaiting a fifth movie coming out next year. Yeah. Um, Matthew Lillard, we were talking about you know Henry Winkler being uncredited. Matthew Lillard is credited 15th in this really now, when you think of it he's one of the killers in one of the yeah. ma- he's in the main what like five six people but is credited 15th rose mcgowan's way down the list as well so who the hell's credited above that uh so <clears throat> you've got neve campbell's number one courtney cox at yeah. number two you've got david arquette three skeet ulrich at four drew barrymore at five then you've got roger jackson who does the the phone voice right You've got 
Kevin Patrick Walls, who plays Steve, who is Casey's uh, boyfriend. Then you've got her mum and dad. You've got uh, Nev Campbell's dad. You've got, and then you've got Rose McGowan, and then you've got the sheriff, and then Matthew Lillard comes further down the list. Shit. Because I initially thought, well, maybe it's like. Hold on, hold on. You haven't even said Randy yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, fuck. He's even, he's <laughs> he's behind Matthew Lillard. Fuck off, really? Yeah. That should be in the trivia as well. He was sixteenth on the list. Yeah. Um, see, see, if you'd asked me that in the questions, I would have never got that. Either. Oh, there's 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 no questions today, by the way. Oh, is there not? There's no quiz today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How can I make a quiz about like things about Scream that people wouldn't know? Well, you could confuse it with fucking uh, other movies for a start. Um, well, well, I know you like these, so we'll do these now. So let's talk about some of the people who are considered for some of the roles. So we'll start. Off... I know some of these. You know some. I okay. know some. Of these. There, I yeah. haven't. I haven't written them all down, but I've written some of the main ones down. So who do you think was up for the role of Stu? Stu. Oh, I don't. The only. The only ones I know is uh, who was that again? It was Sarah Michelle Gellar. Molly Ringwall mm-hmm. and uh, what's her name from Bridgemount High, uh, the other one. Yeah. That, we'll we'll oh, get like, we'll get to Sydney's characters. Who do you, do you have a guess? It's Stu. I, d- I don't know about Stu, but the, the only other one I know is uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were also considered for the Killers. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a totally different movie. Up for the role of Stu was Freddie Prince Jr. Fuck off. That's only because Sarah Michelle Geller was in for it, I bet you. Probably. Uh, who do you think was up for the role of Billy? Billy. That's what I'm saying. I know Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but well, I don't the... know if they were both for Billy. Well, originally uh, um, auditioning for the role of Billy was Matthew Lillard and David Arquette. Oh. And Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Mm-hmm. So, did, see, could you imagine if they had so much serious folk in this like that? Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine if it was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as the two killers? It would have been, a, would have been a bit of a different film. Yeah, just slightly. Uh, so here we go. Role of Sydney. Uh, you've already mentioned uh, Molly Ringwald. Tori Spelling was also originally. She eventually plays Sydney in Scream 2 in the Stab movie. Yeah. Um. Melissa Joan Hart, Brittany Murphy, and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> Not impressed Brittany, by Brittany any Murphy of them. Brittany Murphy would have been fucking good, like. Brittany Murphy would have been good. Uh. Um, apparently, after this film came out, uh, in the US, the use of caller ID tripled. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just you know. Um, <clears throat> When, uh, in that opening scene, when Drew Barrymore hits Ghostface with the phone, that's Wes Craven. Fuck off. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and she actually hit him with the phone. Oh, yeah. So, Wes Craven not afraid to get his his hands dirty. I I just love the thought that it's him. She she probably went, I'm only in one scene, fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I was told I was the main character, bitch. (laughs) You're billing me as the main character, you wanker. (laughs) So um, that big sort of party scene 
that the, the movie ends on took three weeks to film. Really? And it actually la- it lasts for 42 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's it's like half the film. Uh. <clears throat> Here's a funny one. So Ghostface's like, robe was originally going to be white, but they thought it looked too much like being a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Well, maybe. You know, maybe you don't want people going around with white robes. Say that, could you imagine how much folk would have been at fucking Halloween oh, looking like clans? No, <laughs> stop it. Oh, no, but that's... The thing is, like, like, when this came out, everyone went as Ghostface. Could you imagine if that was all white? Like, in Aberdeen, it would just look like a mass Ku Klux Klan meeting. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no. Right, moving on. <laughs> um, no, it would have been absolutely hysterical. I'm, I'm so, not sure hysterical's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Could um, you imagine if you went to the wrong party? I'm here for my Halloween costume. Uh, oh. Can you imagine just seeing this in the window of the party shop? <laughs> Anyways, um, so... If you're looking for your costume, it's on the far right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, Nico. Well done. If I had a button that played a round of applause, I'd I'd play it right now. Thought you'd like that one. Um, I've got just a couple more bits of, bits of trivia before we get into the reins. <clears throat> so, I already talked about Roger Jackson, um, who did the voice of the voice on the phone of Ghostface. None of the cast met him until after filming was done. Okay. Because Wes Craven thought that that would add to their sort of shocked reactions and things like that. So, they'd, they'd never met him. They didn't know what he sounded like. Right. Uh, and then finally... Um, the person whose name I forgot to write down, who was in, uh, did the sound and the, the, the score for this movie, was a, a big fan of Halloween. And if you listen closely, you'll hear excerpts of the Halloween score in this film. Okay. So there you go. Any other bits of trivia floating around in your old noodle? Uh, no, just the fact that it almost was going to be just a classic horror movie and they were just going to totally... They, they weren't happy with it. it Wes Craven had to go over the producer's heads to the actual studio to get produced. He also had to cut a lot out of this film because it got an NC-17 rating when it first ah. when he finished the rating. So they had to cut a lot to get it down to an acceptable rating. Ah. Anyways. Because the, the deaths were meant to be even more gory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so fucking, I would have loved to have seen that version. Yeah, it would have been interesting, eh? Ah. Anyways. Let's move on. We'll get into our next segment, which is the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we will start off with the critics' scores. IMDb have scored this a 7.3 out of 10. Metacritic giving it 65 out of 100. Rotten, this, is, this is weird, right? The Rotten Tomatoes critics giving it 79% fresh. The Rotten Tomatoes audience scoring it 79%. And when we threw it out to the listeners, on average, they gave this movie a 7.9 out of 10. I want to change my rating now. Oh, to 7.9? No, because it's very close. My Mine is going to be 8. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's great that I didn't ask for it yet. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to our ratings in just a second. First yeah, off, the Rotten Tomatoes critics consensus. Horror icon Wes Craven's subversive deconstruction of the genre is sly, witty, and surprisingly effective as a slasher film itself, even if it's a little too cheeky for some. We threw it out to the listeners. KD on Twitter says, Scream is a solid nine for me. It's hard to pull off satire whilst being while still being genuinely intense, and it's one hell of a ride. Uh, with solid performances. Plus, how 90s is it to be doing an ironic meta-slasher that accidentally reinvigorates the whole genre? Uh, Candy, who was on last week from The House of Scream, says, I'll give it a six. Six? If there hadn't been so many repetitive sequels, let's be honest, it killed any validity of the original film, and if they hadn't killed off the best characters, and if someone besides Sydney was the final girl, listen, six is damn generous. Understandable. Because mm. she's basically just hit everything we just talked about. I know. Uh, Boomer, friend of the show. It's a seven for me. It's very, very good with a great cast, good writing, and loads of winks at the camera. Very solid slasher, but not in my top five. I think that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, it's good. I know it's good. I know it's important, but it's just not up there for me as a favourite. I uh, see. The, like, uh, well, I'll go on about the score from we get to that, but the, this is different to the way I normally score it. Oh, interesting. Uh, the N15 PCA podcast said zero. I think the Scream franchise is super overrated. I don't think that warrants a zero, though. But the thing is, see, a lot of younger folk just don't rate it at all because it yeah, wasn't you, influential for them still at all. better than a zero. I know, but I've, I've talked to folk and they've talked about this and they would basically be like lower end. They'd be like four or five sort of thing. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Fun. Like, but you can justify that. I don't think a zero is justifiable for this. Oh yeah. Um, but I understand it though. Okay. And finally, Thomas Vi says I would score at a seven. The opening sequence is brilliant and also stew. But I am not actually. Excuse me. But I am actually not keen on there being two killers in the end, as Ghostface isn't a character like Michael or Jason. He's just a costume, which then gets worn by a series of try-hard coffee So they. That's a negative for them. You, uh, you, you, see, listed I, I a, you listed that as a positive and it was a negative for that. Uh, so, uh, Nico, on a scale of 0 to 10, what what would you rate Scream? See, I would have rated this probably about a 6 or a 7, but I bump it up because of how influential it was. Okay. So that's why I'm going for an 8. See, normally I would tell you why I'm taking off, but this one gets bumped up for me because it did change everything. Like, it, it waved in the new style of horror that's still popular today it's got more than one killer in it 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 did the whole thing with drew barrymore that everyone does nowadays for a cheap trick get a big lead in to let them get killed you know what i mean yeah it's it's just it it bumps itself up because of that i think yeah i think it's it's a pillar now that's the problem i think you know, you're you're right. Like this this film is so influential and is so vitally important for what it did for horror. And you know, obviously we credit like a load of these like much earlier films from, you know, going all the way back to like your Universal uh, monster movies of the of the twenties, and then you know things that were happening in the fifties and the sixties, and then you know that sort of golden period in the eighties. Uh, so when people say, "Oh, Scream is the is you know that sort of important movie," 
you know, I think a, a lot of people t- kind of turn their nose up at that, but I don't think they should. I think Scream is an absolutely vital movie in the history of horror. It's one of those sort of pivoting turning points for the genre. And you're right, like that that absolutely bumps this movie up for for me because ultimately, like. It's it's still it's not one of my favorites, you know. I yeah. I appreciate it for what it is. I I would certainly never say no to watching it, you know. If it's on, I will watch it. And there's lots to to praise about this film, you know. Matthew Lillard for me is is a triumph in this film. You know, it's gory. It's got some really it's got some really really scary scenes, and it turns the fucking book on its head with things like killing off Drew Barrymore in the beginning. But like like someone said in the. Uh, in the ratings it's just not in i think it was boomer actually it's just not at the top for me you know yeah. so with all that being said i'm i'm gonna give it a seven yeah see that that's fine like even though it's getting bumped up by what the ratings were because you watch this movie and you don't know the history behind it it is a basic six or seven movie yeah that's, that's it, what i'm saying it's not the best but it's still not the worst it's just average but because of how influential with everything it is it bumps it up for me to an eight. It couldn't bump it up to a nine or a ten because it's not that good. But it definitely bumps it up because if you didn't have this, you wouldn't have half the movies that we'll have nowadays. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you. So all of our scores combined with the critics' scores gives Scream an average rating of slap banging between the both of us at seven point five out of ten. And I think that's pretty pretty damn fair. Yeah, it and would have been it, funny if we added on 7.9. Well, you know, but th- this is what I was about to say, because if you look at all those scores between IMDb, okay, Metacritic's a little lower, but and then you've got all the audience scores and the Rotten Tomatoes scores, we're all very, very much in the same ballpark. Yeah, it's not we, often you get that. We're all sort of between, okay, Metacritic was a 6.5, but we're all between a 7 and an 8. Yeah. So that makes the, the overall rating, I think, a real genuine, like, I think that's a fair rating, because... When everyone is in agreement, that usually means it's it's pretty good. It's pretty right, eh? Yeah. And the thing is, there's not often you're in a cinema and you know it's a moment that's a cinema moment. Mm-hmm. It's a, a moment in history for the genre. Yeah. And this movie, you felt that when you were watching it. Mm-hmm. So that puts Scream... And this, I think, was definitely lower because when I was asked, when we put up our leaderboard for Event Horizon, a lot of people were saying that Scream was going to go right, right up at the tippy top. It put Scream in sixth place of the now seventeen movies that we've covered on the show. It's yeah. one place above Doctor Sleep, and one place below Near Dark. Interesting. So above Scream, top five still. Near Dark in fifth, The Lost Boys in fourth, A Nightmare on Elm Street in third, Reanimator in second, and of course Halloween at number one. Yeah. Which Child's Play should be up there too, surely. The original would be up there. I suppose. <laughs> I'm just happy to see Doctor Sleep slowly sliding its way down the leaderboard. Uh, I'm, uh, it'll never be as low as Child's Play. I'm happy. I don't know. We might revisit it in a couple of years. Who knows? Hey. The only way Child's Play is going to beat it, and I would say totally it should, the original, once we do that, then it'll be up there. I mean, we will, we will cover the original one again at some point. Exactly. That, that is a masterpiece. The, unlike, like, that's that's one of the things that about the TV show. One of the comments I fucking saw straight away was, this is what the last film should have been. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, please. I hope you've read that comment. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> we move on to the uh, bad letterbox reviews. This is the final segment of today's show. This is where I trawl through the movie review site Letterboxd for some of the more amusing reviews that have been left on the site. So just, uh, we don't obviously name the people they've not, this is not one of our threads, so I don't like naming it. So the, I, I like this one, right? It's uh, in quotations, points gun. I ain't fucking around, Scoob. <laughs> what? Did, did, did you not hear me? Did I stutter, bitch? <laughs> is, is that a Scooby-Doo reference, really? It, it's a Scooby-Doo reference, yes. Yeah, mm. what the fuck? Why must all the psychopaths be attractive? Also, Sydney dumb. Well, <laughs> like most women that I've met that are absolutely psychopathic are attractive. And you think most just most women are attractive, Nico? I don't think most, just quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Lillard sure has a long tongue. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a long pointy thumb. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> uh, when there's a killer on the loose after you, why do you go to school the next day? I know. That is quite fucking strange, yeah. Like, she gets Pretty attacked cool. in the school bathroom and then just goes to class. I know. Like, it's like, I'm pretty sure I'd be going... Uh, I think I'm allowed to go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those things where you're like, the teacher shows up 15 minutes late, we're legally allowed to go home? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, you're like, dude, somebody tried to kill me in the bathroom, I'm going the fuck home. <laughs> no, you're not. Take a seat. Make me rich. <laughs> <laughs> we need to learn about Pythagoras, goddammit. There is too yeah. much talking. Fuck all the teachers that said that you'd never have a fucking calculator in your pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why was I going through so much math classes? And then they changed fucking math, the cunts. There is too much talking and not enough stabbing. I think there's an appropriate level of stabbing in this film. See, if the movie was called Stab, then that would be fine. (laughs) I like this movie, but then I saw a scary movie and it ruined it. (laughs) That's what you said. Yeah, I know. (coughs) Uh, And finally... Uh, this and I, I would just like to say that, that this next comment does not reflect the views of either of us on the podcast of the damned. Proof that gay people are evil. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I know they're secretly gay, and you can understand that, but well, I don't think you can extrapolate that into the entire they're, they're, you know LGBT uh, community. They're not all Dharma, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're right, there, Ian. No. <laughs> wow. I've got many gay friends. None of them. Oh, don't to... be that guy. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, did you not hear what I said? I've got many gay friends. None of them have tried to eat me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you oh. go. Took you a second. <sighs> I think that's going to do it, isn't it? <laughs> I love the fact you went. Don't be that guy. <laughs> like I would ever be that guy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just missed the joke leave me alone okay it's been a long week all right (laughs) and uh with that being said (laughs) he was out last night people leave him alone he was i was i wasn't even out it was just staff drinks (laughs) 
no, no, staff drinks don't actually happen. That's not legal. So you were out. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, no staff drinks. I was out, out. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're you, casino. That's where you. And are. I'm totally not going out, out once we finish this recording. <laughs> Um, no, so, uh, just in case you didn't notice, listeners, out, out. <laughs> the, what out, 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 out. Um, <laughs> that's the end of this week's episode. <laughs> and on Ian coming out the closet, that's okay. a... excuse me. <laughs> I said, "Are you out, out, or are you out, out?" Oh, <laughs> and you went, "I'm out, out." <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> Nico. Eh. I guess thanks for joining. <laughs> are we sh- redoing this tomorrow then? Are we? No, no. This will begin. No, no. This is this was fine. <laughs> Listeners, you don't need to let us know what you thought about this episode, okay? <laughs> oh, please do. I-, I want you to hear if it's the best or worst episode we've had so far. Well, it's Scream, so chances are it's probably going to do well because people want to hear what we have to say about it. Um. Yeah, that's true. Uh, up next on the show. We're talking about American Psycho. Good to, Nico's got some thoughts. No, sorry, you just went really quiet after you said American. Psycho. Oh, yeah. I know what the... Yeah. That's a, that's a groovy kind of love. That was a... You chose that one, right? I, I can't remember if I did or not. Did you not? We spoke about it and I think I you thought chose I chose it. this one. I thought I chose Scream. Oh, you chose Scream, but we spoke about American Psycho, and I'm pretty sure you, you went, yeah, let's do that one. Oh, so two, my choice is getting two weeks in a row, is it? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm pretty sure we were talking about it. I might have brought it up in the conversation, but you definitely chose it. Yeah, it's not like I'm in charge of the schedule or anything. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, American Psycho is up next week, so please do tune in for that. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at Damned Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is at the Podcast of the Damned. You can email us podofthedamned at gmail.com. Um, what was the thing I asked people to email us about earlier? Uh, was it if something they've to... got permanent erect nipples. Permanent erect nipples, yes, that's the one. I thought it was something to do with cum, to be honest. <laughs> You've just got cum on the brain right now. like uh, Different from you, because you've got it in your mouth. Hey! <laughs> what were you up to last night since you're thinking of cum so much? It's just been a really long time, Nico. Okay, leave me alone. Has <laughs> <laughs> it been a while? It's something totally inappropriate there. <laughs> oh, you know, say it, say it. I was going to say, is it going to be a case of you got to kick across stuff next time you go for it? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Nico, thank you for joining me. <laughs> That's going to be the clip for this show. Thank you for having me on again. Yes, uh, until next week, you all stay spooky out there. <laughs>